Well, hello everyone. I'm Alvin King, host of He Said, He Said, He Said. A look at the world from a seasoned black man's perspective. It is Friday, January the 12th, and welcome to our Let's Get Newsy show. Let's do this. Well, good evening, everyone, once again, and welcome to He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. Thank you all for joining us on this uh, cold in some places, warm in some places, rainy in some places, Friday evening. But all in all, we are glad that you all are here. Uh, this weekend is Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen the federal holiday uh, right here in the United States uh, marking Martin Luther King's birthday that will be observed on this coming Monday, January the 15th. Uh, King's actual birthday for the first time in a while, I think, is on Monday. Um, and the King Center has released a theme for this year, shifting the cultural climate through the study and practice of King Kingian nonviolence. I hold the last name of King. I'm proud of it. Not a relative of Martin Luther King, but proud nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I also want to talk to you all about those of you who are dating. First of all, dating apps were once taboo, but now they are mainstream. They're everywhere. They're on all social media platforms. And if you're dipping your toe into the dating scene this year, you missed last Sunday because according to all the dating apps, last Sunday, January the 7th, was the, was the calendar day for the busiest dating day on apps. And so if you missed it or if you met somebody on January the 7th, hold on to it. But what I want to talk about is a new uh, profile uh, link that they're asking everyone to put on their dating apps called Situationships. Now, I don't know about you. But when I'm going to read the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, definition of situationship, and I'm, I'm looking at my, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and read it. But the term situationship definitely means that, you know, it, it's not really dating. So I don't, I don't get it. Now, to each his own, I'm sure there are people on there that want to get into a situationship, which means that, you know, there's no commitment, there's no guidance, there's no structure. You just get together whenever you can. Sometimes it can be, you know, an intimate thing, but you just do what you do. I don't think that is dating. And th th that's that's just me. I I'm not trying to be a prude or anything, but come on. Situationship, I think that that's just a new form of um, friends with benefits as far as I'm concerned. So um, when I saw that and I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to bring that up. So if any of you all are on here and the term situationship, Tonight, why don't you all just like, you know, tap into the um, comment section and let me know, let me know what you think about situationships. Um, another thing that's happened, ladies and gentlemen, that made my whole week 
The new muse for Saint Laurent is none other than the queen herself, Diana Ross, and they are bringing the icon status uh, to form a new fashion campaign. And on Tuesday, the Endless Love singer was announced as the face of Saint Laurent by Anthony Vaccarello's new campaign. She is 79 years old, and Diana Ross is once again breaking the internet. Okay, photographer Dave, uh, David Sims, he captured this, and there's much more to come for the 2024 collection. But Diana Ross is, is back in fashion, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think she really left, to be honest with you. I, I don't. So, you know, kudos to her. And from one queen to another, I want to say congratulations to RuPaul the host of RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul has won his eighth consecutive Emmy for Outstanding uh, Host for Reality and Competition Program. Who knew that 16 years ago that RuPaul would be in this place? And he holds the record for the most wins by a person of color, ladies and gentlemen. I, I knew at season one that RuPaul was going to be a star, ladies and gentlemen. So here we are, you know, 16 years later. And last but not least, this is a feel-good story to me, you know, I want to bring to you all. I don't know if you all remember the Black teenager who was shot by an elderly white man after ringing a doorbell uh, when picking up his siblings uh, in Missouri back in April. Well, Ralph Yarl, ladies and gentlemen, has overcome all of that came with being shot in the head. He is now 17 years old. And just recently this year, uh, Ralph was actually, uh, he, he became, he's going to play the second chair bass clarinet for Missouri's all-star band. And he said that it was music that helped him get through being shot in the head and, and overcoming, you know, all that he's gone through to get to where he is today. So kudos to you, um, Ralph. Look, we are praying for you. And I hope your band makes it to the Macy's Day Parade. All right. So now to our celebration, ladies and gentlemen, and we're, we're about to get newsy and I can't do it without my co-host. So if we're ready to get on with the chat, let's get my guys in here, please. Hello, hello. Hello, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Tonight? Good. It's good to see your smiling faces. <laughs> Bobby, I think you might be muted. I think you might be muted, Bobby. Oh. Which is not a bad thing. Oh. 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 I'm oh. kidding, Bobby. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you. Good How evening, you doing, Bill. Bobby? <laughs> I'm no longer muted. <laughs> not a bad thing. No. Not a bad thing. Well, welcome. Welcome. This is the first Thank time you. that we have been just us since December 1st. Really? So th th December first. So this is the first newsy with, with us guys. Um, wow. I'm, you know, I, I feel and the love. I feel the love. Well, you can now that you can hear me. I feel it. So yeah, come on now. Well, come on. Okay. Can we can we say hi to some of the folks that have come on? Uh, Dwayne Pureheart, uh, Michelle hey, Bowie is here. And hey, how y'all doing tonight? Thank you all for for, for being here. Um, so. Uh, let me see. Uh, we've been talking, ladies and gentlemen, and there's so much news out there. There's so, so much happening this week. <laughs> so much happening. But the one thing yes. that is happening, it actually hasn't happened. But I'm going to go ahead. We got to do it now because 
I think on Monday, is it Monday or Tuesday? Is it, it Monday? Is. It's, it's Capricorn season, and we want to say happy birthday to our favorite co-host, Bobby Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. He has a birthday coming up. I think it's Monday. Is it Monday? It is Monday. It is. Wow. Well, on the same day as Martin Luther King, you better the go same in. same day as Martin Luther King. <laughs> that, they have always held such great deference to Dr. King and his legacy. And just um, being born on the same day has been a, a personal and professional inspiration. So it is something that is very near and dear to my heart and not something that I take lightly. So yeah, number Happy 63. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy pre Thank happy pre-birthday. Happy pre-birthday. Thank, Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. That. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are, as you said, the news is coming fast and hard, and uh, there's so much that we want to try to touch base on in this one hour. Uh, and I want to get us started by looking at a, um, a situation that went viral this past <laughs> week. I, many of you saw what, you know, when the, when the situation with the folding chair came out and the young man was swimming across the water, people were calling him kind of like Aquaman. This gentleman has been uh, coined as Superman because he literally seemed to fly in a video <laughs> that has pretty much gone viral. Uh, this happened in Nevada. A man who leaped over a judicial bench and attacked a Nevada judge on video last week was shackled and closely watched this most recent, this past Monday, uh, when he went before the judge again. Now, the original punishment was being handed down in connection with an attempted battery charge dating to last year that the defendant pleaded guilty to in November. And he was in the court and he was there standing there. And uh, apparently he had made a plea to the judge to kind of give him a break. He didn't want to go back to jail. Uh, he felt that he had grown and he had developed. Um, he, he wasn't the same person that he was when he convicted the, the, uh, the, the crime. Mm -hmm. But the judge was like, no, you know what? I think you need to to really serve some time and so and before she could even finish what you saw was what happened like he literally ran he leaped over the mm -hmm. bench pulled mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. down you know like mm -hmm. it's very accurate mm -hmm. he was he was targeted and then there was this this fight with the the court officials and it, it was it was unlike well, there, there's a video there, there's actually a video that people can see oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and so yeah we we couldn't play the video uh, unfortunately, because we, we, we didn't want to get censored. But it is, it is pretty dramatic. It's pretty dramatic. And what I will say is, after he did that, again, he appeared before the judge again. And in her own words, she said, I want to make it clear, I'm not changing or modifying the sentence I was in the process of imposing last week before I was interrupted by the defendant's actions. So one might say that she is a better judge than me because if somebody had leaped over <laughs> that bench and pulled me down like that, I'd have been like, what was going to happen <laughs> was this. But well, some people this, should be fired, okay? That, now, there is the point, Alvin. There, there's no way he should have been able to do, in all honesty, nah. what he did. Mm -mm. Some people should be fired because there was no way, from the moment his feet left that ground, somebody should have taken him down. Yeah. He's taking him down. So I'm uh, taking him down. I think I agree what, with you. What, what do you call those people that are that surround judges? Policemen? They're court yeah. officers. <laughs> court officers. Okay. But the thing um, is, you know, given the fact yeah. that judges across the board right now have have really experienced in the last decade mm -hmm. or so 
mm -hmm. a higher level of just like safety issues, death threats. I mean, there was the judge in New Jersey. Remember the, mm -hmm. the guy went to her mm -hmm. house and killed her son. Um, yeah. The, the, the safety of judges yeah. is a serious, serious issue in America right now. And the fact that he was able to do that, I was like you, I was really shocked because I just could not believe that there was that much open space and that no one was able to respond more quickly than, than what happened. Now, they took him down once he got up there, but he had already brought the judge down with him at that point. He was already down. Well, speaking of flying, okay? <laughs> speaking, speaking of flying, because there's been a lot of things up in the air uh, oh, this, yeah. uh, over the last several days, and one of them is All Alaska Airline, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I just want y'all to picture this. All of you who are on this show have taken a plane somewhere. All right. And if you don't know about it, Alaska Airline Boeing 737 Max was 16,000 feet up in the air last Friday when the door opened and the people sitting on the, everybody on the plane was experiencing a door opened and stuff was flying out. Imagine people not having on their seatbelt. OK, imagine how some people get lax and, and, and are talking about, you know, I'm not going to do this and I'm not, I'm not going to follow instructions mm -hmm. and all that. Imagine that happening. And, and the people who were on that road particularly was not in their seatbelt. And what Alaska Airlines said to them, from what I'm told, according to sources, we will pay you fifteen hundred dollars and we will refund you your the cost of your airline ticket for this flight how y'all feel about that well first of all you're being kind that door did not just open <laughs> that girl fell off that, <laughs> that that door was found in someone's yard several days later yes right, right. yes right. Right. That's just, i mean i'm really thrilled at the response right they could have just been like yo it's not us forget you're, you but, but alaska airlines is I really weak what that weak response. The, what, $1,500 the door, and a refund? The door flew off the plane. That's <laughs> well, weak. I, look, so, uh, I would tell them I'm so traumatized, I can't even open my car door, okay? When I put on my seatbelt in my car, I'm shaking. Because I, I'm, I'm so traumatized, exactly. I can't even look look at a plane. So it is no, Boeing's no. fault. Then somebody better be paying me there. But for Alaska to step in and say, hey, look, we know this is traumatizing. Mm -hmm. You know, there have been all kinds of other things that happened on other airlines, and none of them have stepped up to give anybody any money. Fosh, the young man sitting in that row had his shirt sucked off his body. <laughs> okay, then he should have gotten 1500 Everybody else sitting around here shouldn't have gotten nothing. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that what I think, I think mm -hmm. them stepping up to say, hey, look, mm -hmm. we understand yeah. this is trauma. Let's try to help you out because you guys were inconvenienced, et cetera. But beyond that, that's a Boeing thing. People should be suing. Well, I mean, who are you going to sue? Like, it was an accident. Like, it was well, negligent. Who knows what it is? More of what shall be revealed. But I think they it did was a loose bolt is what it was. Well, yeah, I and they got more of it. I don't care who gets sued. All I know is those people should be set for life. You were, if whether you fly on a Boeing plane or Alaska airline, you are traumatized. There is nothing that can erase that. So I, I hear you, Vaj, but uh -uh. I don't everybody on that plane should should be compensated for mental Misplay. anguish or whatever, whatever, whatever. And and what did Oral Health? Oral Health was trying to create another story. 
He said, you can see someone urinating in the aisle and experiencing your your flight with an open door. <laughs> you know yeah, what? Yeah, because we covered that one a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with <laughs> yeah. the woman. I mean, yeah. so much is going on. It is. So Yeah, so much is going on. Hey, George. Hey, Vincent. Um, hey, Monica. Hey, hey Aral. Thank you all. For, and Sharon, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, watch watch your flights, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you, I, I'm I'm with you though. The traumatic experience of going through something like that. I, I mean, there are people who will likely never get on a plane again. Ever. The thing is, they tell you this in the uh, the announcement. In the case of cabin pressure, make sure you got your seatbelts on. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. They prepare you in case something like this happens. <laughs> I mean, I get it. what what you know. <laughs> A loss Wait, of cabin pressure really... and a loss of a door. Are well, what's going to cause the cabin pressure to go down? <laughs> oh anyway, I, I, I'm thrilled that I, no you one are more skin than I thought. He huh? said, he said, he said. Okay, that's what <laughs> You are more tough skin than I thought. I, clearly, the two, the two divas on the end here are just like, oh no. I now, have a different name for y'all. I'm traumatized. <laughs> Okay, right. I yeah, but it. that's okay, baby. You'll make it through. And if not, you can always travel by boat um, or train. <laughs> those two are not so good either. So, he, like, he is, he is I think not you the one you want in customer service. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and, and, and drink my tea. Okay, go mm -hmm. ahead. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> Everyone, wow. I mean, other people seem to think that you should be compensated as well, but it's like, but anyway, y'all work that out. So <laughs> don't don't fly with boss, y'all. No, you don't should know. fly with me. No, like make sure you sit there with your seatbelt on. All your stuff is stowed in case a door opens, somebody opens something, a roof flies off. There's all kinds of things. That well, I tell you one thing: I will never be sitting on a plane without my seatbelt on unless I'm walking up and down that aisle. I tell you that. And even then, you run quickly to the back. <laughs> my cell phone will be between my legs or in my pocket. Okay, because I didn't ask all that. Oh, well, I just wanted to tell you because somebody's nah. cell phone went out the window and I felt sorry for them. That's dramatic already. I did. And that was also found. Oh, what? The cell phone was found The too? cell phone was also found. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. I know, I know, I know. So like what? Ain't nobody lose nothing except for a shirt and it was oh probably cheap. God. And then, oh you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's it, move it, on. We're going to move on. Oh because talking about the skies, if you guys... You know, I think we're showing a picture of a beautiful sky, or we may be showing a picture of a beautiful sky. Do not be fooled by that, because wherever you are on the East Coast right now, that mm -hmm. sky is going to be changing, because we're supposed to be getting uh, a bunch of severe weather. And if you've been paying attention to what's going on with climate and weather and the Earth, the big uh, earthquake that happened in Japan, yeah, January 1st, yep. uh, Florida is still picking up the pieces of the devastating yeah. storms. Yeah. The people in California, almost all up and down the coast, yeah. are uh, reeling from the storms that have been hitting us. Major storm up in New up in New England too. But heavy snows up there. Yeah. Everywhere up and down the coast. Um, you know, we've been hearing about the climate changing, about the sea levels rising, and for years, and everyone's just been sort of allowing that to just be, and just saying, oh, well, it's not really happening. We have seen and are seeing the results of that because when these storms happen, we are getting flooding that's happening where the you know seas are rising like four and five and six feet yep. and covering the coasts and we're getting erosion, et cetera. So, you know, y'all, I think we've hit a tipping point in what's going to be happening with storms on the planet and just pay attention, be careful. It is very, very serious. And when you, going back to traveling, you really need to check the weather pattern. 
Yes. It, oh, is, yeah. it is yeah. it is critical that, that you do that. And it doesn't really matter where you go. You definitely need to, because we saw what happened in Florida last year when it was sunny one day, then it flooded, right? Then it flooded. <laughs> yeah. the, like like six, uh, five feet of water just came through Fort Lauderdale or something like that. That was crazy. That was yeah. crazy. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, look, we, we do have some like top stories for, for you guys tonight. And I'm... <laughs> Look, and so we 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 got to get into it. So last, I'm sorry, Monday. Can you believe Monday, um, the sixth? Was that yeah. wait a minute? The, the sixth. Yeah. It was three years since a group of insurrectionists, emboldened by former president, attacked the U.S. Capitol in an attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 election. I didn't forget his name. I try not to say it as much as I can, ladies and gentlemen. I'm okay. here with you. Okay, we're, that, that's where we are. More than 1,069 people have been arrested for the involvement in the attack, and over 500 have been sentenced. But, Bobby and Vosh viewers, has justice really been served, and where are we now with all of this? I think that they are moving way too slow. And if there had been different ethnic groups involved in that particular event, there would have been a lot more effort to get people in jail and prosecuted. That's my opinion. You can make me go get my fan. That was a fan popping yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he speaks mm -hmm. truth. I, I think I still, actually, I was almost sitting exactly where I'm sitting right now on this couch watching something that I just simply could not believe. As we look at this image here of people scaling the walls of the Capitol and people, congressmen and senators, public officials running for their lives, cowering down uh, in the Senate chambers, uh, people breaking um, windows, um, attacking police officers. It, it was surreal. It was... And, and as, as Vosh has pointed out, all I kept thinking as I was sitting here watching it live is, if they looked like me, mm -hmm. the difference would have been staggering in terms of the response over in any way, shape, or form. You wouldn't have gotten access. First of all, they wouldn't have allowed you to get that close. They would have been just, well, anyway, I don't want to get into speculations and things. Well, I, let me, well, let me, let, let me stop you on that, Vosh, because I work my, my, this is my gay job, ladies and gentlemen, and my day job, I can see where they were scaling like, the building. Gay job, I guess okay. Yeah. No, I, th th this is, this is, I saw, I walk that path every day and you are not incorrect, Vosh. You cannot, there are certain people that they will not let get close and to mm -hmm. let them get that close and certain people, meaning persons that look like me. And yeah. so to let them get that close and do that much, they were literally urinating and on the building and, and doing things that it was, it was just insane. And to watch it all play out and to know that there was no blood on that building. I'm not advocating violence. I'm just saying. It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Guns were drawn. Guns mm -hmm. were drawn. I, I mean, when you see some of the footage, because as we talk, there was what three and a half hours that we were watching this happen, and there were moments, and there's right. footage that still comes out where you got where you see some of the security, some yeah. of the Secret service people who had guns drawn, pointing yeah. them at people yeah. who were basically daring them to shoot them. 
And I don't, I, I guess I should say, I also don't, in this situation, I do not, I don't, I don't want to come across as faulting the, the enforcement of the police officers in this case. I don't mm -hmm. think that they, in the ideal world, no one should have lost blood in, in that situation. People should not have been doing what they were doing. I, I still, my, my great concern is still with the crowd of people who felt empowered to so, show such disregard for, for democracy and period. Just any, I mean, because someone did lose their life. There was that young woman who crossed that border of like, she was coming through that, that space and, and they did shoot and they, I mean, she did lose her life. So it's not as if they were above, you know, having to use lethal force, but I also appreciated the fact that that was not their objective. Their objective was to try to protect the capital, not to kill people. But, but what I felt was it had, they looked like me, the likelihood of more bloodshed would have been probably much more likely. Weren't they told so, not to use lethal force? Well, I, I would imagine they were. I think they were told not to use these little yeah. which they would not have been told if there were people that were slightly more melanated. So, they were they, told not to use lethal force if it didn't get, they didn't, it got out of control. It got it out became, of control. It became a situation where you needed to use lethal force. Two officers are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because they didn't do it. And again, I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I appreciate your POV, Bobby, but I'm sorry. Shoot, you go. Had it been us, we would be laying all over. It was going to do that. I mean, do do you honestly think? Yes. That they thought they were going to literally attack the Capitol in the way that they did. I I have to be very careful and just say that I am almost very sure. I I cannot say, but I no, know I mean, that they knew. They, they they no they they knew that they were prepared for ruckus. But yeah, to I, that I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think they thought people were going to go down there and they were going to be yelling and screaming. And, but I don't. I personally don't think that they thought that people were going to climb those walls, break into that building. I, I no. I, I just want to jump back to a thing that we say around here a lot, and it's around the world. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. They should have been ready for it what was been coming ready. through because they're trying ready. to protect the building. And when those people mm -hmm. went and started doing what they were doing yeah, for as long as they were doing it, yeah. and there was Bye. not the attempt to just take a couple people out to disperse yeah. the crowd, yeah. right. I, you know, I, it, it's, it's privilege, it's um, supremacy, it's colonialism all still happening. All and they would that. still rather not fight that. Mm -hmm even though it's, you know, the country yeah. itself was being fought. I mean, and what's uh, getting me is the gaslighting that's beginning to happen. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Where you've got, you know, some of the people who were involved, yeah, who yeah. were in Congress, and, and et cetera, who were like, oh, what you guys watched for three hours isn't what you, what you it, really saw. It wasn't that Let's bad. Let me show you 15 minutes and tell you that that's what the whole three hours were. It's like, get exactly. out of my face. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. And, our and viewers people are listening to those people. Our viewers are chiming in also. Oh, and, let's hear uh, yeah. Oh, Hello. Our house said, remember mm -hmm. that man that came across the lawn during the Obama years? Mm -hmm. What happened to what? security protecting them? Yeah. Yeah. See, we, we, we could we could go back. There are stories. There, there are so many yeah. stories of why those people and, and still there are different fallouts that have happened since all of that has happened. Yeah. Well, one okay. of the most mm -hmm. interesting was our former 
president, uh, like you, Alvin, I try not to say his name, who was recently, of course, on the campaign trail. He is the front runner of the Republican Party right now. And at a press conference uh, on while he was you know, on his campaign tour, he actually was referring to those people who have been imprisoned for their offenses on January 6th, not as prisoners. He said, I refer to them as hostages. Release the hostages. The fact that he is referring to people who literally blatantly broke the law in front of our faces, literally in an attempt to overthrow the government, referring to them as hostages is insulting to anyone who has ever been held hostage in any way, shape, or form in this land. It is, it is beyond comprehension mm -hmm. that he would refer to them as hostages. More well, even, even <laughs> true. Even, but even to that, before he said that, a couple of the people that have been arrested have been treated like uh, one that there was a woman who said she was going on vacation and she needed to, you know, uh, they, they had to, you know, yeah. uh, rearrange her sentence so she could go on vacation. There was one person that had dietary restrictions. You, you would be skeletons. As far as I'm concerned, okay, I have, you, 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 you would be on the Dick Gregory diet. As far as I'm concerned, but before, before I, I would, I got a restriction yeah. for you. Yeah, you know, but I'm just saying these are. This is the type of um, yeah. treatment that yep. these people have been getting. So before he, you know, Donald Trump just said, you know, they, they, you know, were treated like they were hostages, and yep. but yet, you know, they took this person, you know, they, they were treating people like. They were in hotels, in jail. Mm -hmm. It's still you that know? sense of entitlement. It's, it, it truly, truly and is. And, uh, and now, there are some people who are not gaslighting and looking at it for what it is. And mm. that, those are states like, um, what do you call it, um, the Colorado Supreme Court and mm. um, Democratic Secretary of State have both deemed him ineligible to be on their ballots. And, you know, the Colorado... A court was the first one to do it um, to to uh, to put this or enact this, but both decisions are being on hold uh, while the legal process plays out, and that means that Trump remains on their ballot in Colorado and and in Maine, and that is uh, the political fate that is now in the hands of the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and that that alone is 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 sickening. So you know, I. <laughs> the Supreme Court. That 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 is <laughs> Yeah. It's was stacked in, you know, it, it's it's just so interesting to watch all of this unfold. Absolutely. And oral health just basically said we better stop being distracted by this foolishness mm -hmm. and remember to vote accordingly to prevent that man from getting absolutely, absolutely. because he's the front runner. Mm -hmm. Didn't attend any of the debates, didn't attend nope. anything, has been convicted nope. of rape, has been convicted of fraud, has been and, how many, and, how many and, charges and convictions against him? Doesn't even have to show up at a, at a debate. And it's the it, front it, line. It, 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 it's, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. And, and everyone is, that he had on his team, who he put on his team, have all said... They've been flipping. <laughs> like he's not fit. They've been like, flipping like pancakes. They've been just flipping. Mm -hmm. so, you know, yeah. I, was, I was doing some homework, though, on, on this, you know, what is the legal ramifications or why is as far as him showing up on the ballots or being taken off, what, what was the legal 
or the reason why why this is happening. And I don't I don't want to read all of it, but it goes back to the Civil War, um, and in a um, where there was a a clause in Section Three, and that says that no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office civil or military uh, under the United States or under the, any state who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, as an officer, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. skip to support the constitution, have engaged in any insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid. Here's the problem. Somebody didn't in, in 19, they, they didn't move the, in 1872, they didn't, th since it had never happened, it just fell off, the punishment. And so they're saying that it wasn't there. This is what Donald, what his argument is in terms of him remaining on the ballot, even though he has committed all the crimes that he's committed. That's bull S. Mm -hmm. that, that's, Oh y'all, you know I tell y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm telling y'all, um, and 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 what we can say again, and 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 I hate for us to keep going back to race, but this is America, and race is. plays a central role in so many aspects of life in this it society is. and in this country. What we know to be true is whether it was there or not. If this were the former president Barack Obama, mm -hmm. it would not even be an option. It would. It wouldn't even. They, of course, he cannot run. Right. They would recreate shackles just to show us. It just and that <laughs> to show us that 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 that, that 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 they could do that. And that's not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. So you all need to vote. I don't care how you feel about Joe Biden. I don't care. You all need to vote. We cannot let him get in office. Okay. Don, Donald Trump cannot get in office. You all need to vote. But I do believe that Joe Biden. And the, the Democrats need to step up to the plate because we put him in office for a reason. And and there are some things that they need to do on our behalf and they need to get to step in because they're, the seeing, I, they're seeing the same things that we see. They're not yeah. doing enough. No. It's a sad commentary that the yeah. two front runners are the people that we have, to be very honest with you. Like it, when you think about all of the people in this nation who could be eligible and have, you know, new blood, new ideas, creative ways of thinking of it. Like it, it is really an interesting commentary on our society that the two people who are most likely to become president, first of all, have as such long teeth as, as they say, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not an ageist. I'm not against people uh, of mature age, but I just feel like it's just really interesting. These are the two people that we have. Mm -hmm. And that that's what we have. Well, that, that is. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we had to give you all we had to give you all some politics stuff because some stuff about <laughs> politics because, you know, we, we could go on and on. And there we know that there are some other things that are happening. But it is very important that you all know that this is happening and try to, you know, do what you need to do to help protect our democracy. OK, well, and so, as we talk about that, we yeah. think about, mm -hmm. you know, the immediate plans and the long term plans. And I think about the fact that one of the things that uh, we saw strategically happening was a change of the, um, the the Supreme Court, for instance, you know, and who was being nominated and who was who was being blocked from being nominated. 
And a lot of this thought, I believe, went into the fact that there would be situations that would not be dealt with on a state and local level, but immediately being taken to the Supreme Court. And if there were certain people there, there were certain things that would get passed uh, in the favor of uh, our former president. He was very strategic in that. And so one of the questions has been the whole notion of packing the Supreme Court. Um, and of course, when we when we say that, we mean the, the act of increasing the number of seats on a court to change the ideological makeup of the court. Most frequently, court packing actually refers to adding members to the United States Supreme Court, which currently has nine justices. And so mm -hmm. this whole notion of strategically, do we, one of the reasons we have nine, it is automatically set up to potentially break a tie. Um, it's believed to be imbalanced purposefully and intentionally. Um, but there are people who believe that by adding more seats, it could be an intentional interference of a, of a democratic system by having more people sitting on the, on the courts. What are you guys' thoughts? As far as, uh, as far as packing or stacking the courts? Either remaining with the nine that we have or adding additional uh, justices. Well, I, I think by, okay, I, I'm having a control issue right now. By any means necessary, you need to take control. If that means stacking the course, and I'm sure there's some, some ramifications behind all of that, but you got to do something. You got to do something. Trump came in and did it. He did it. The Democrats, yeah, and the Democrats have not. I'm not saying do unto others as, as they do unto you, but I guess I am. As, as some degree, because I'm tired of Democrats sitting there with their finger in their mouth, not doing anything. And I'm not seeing anything happen. So as far as stacking the courts, if you have to do it, do it. Okay. But that, if, if, it, if it gets us to a better place where we can. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing discussion right now, part of the politics that yeah. we were talking about. So yeah. let, we've got other stuff, though, that we need okay, to Okay, we, we, we do. We, we need to get on with that stuff. <laughs> well, speaking of like the courts, et cetera, I just want to give it up to Superwoman Letitia James, who's a New York attorney general. She's she is no doing so much to change the direction of the country. For those of you who may not be aware, uh, she had filed suit against the NRA on behalf of the state of New York. And the suit was filed back, I think, in 2020, alleging that the longtime leader, Wayne LaPierre, and his inner circle abused access to, to millions of dollars belonging to the organization. Wayne LaPierre resigned before opening arguments in this case. So there's, <laughs> he's like, look, I'm, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> there's speculation that if this, you know, as this case goes on and and she proves her case, which she has shown that she is really good at her job, mm -hmm. there's a good chance that the NRA could be dissolved. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So totally for those of you watching, we're going to keep you up to date on this story. But I do think that it's pretty amazing that we could be seeing a weakening of the gun lobby and might get uh, better gun control laws passed mm -hmm. because of the weakening of the lobby as a result of Letitia James. And yeah. I think that that's kind of amazing. What are you guys' thoughts? I say, Lord, Lord, please protect her, first of all. Please yeah, cover absolutely. her, please, please cover Letitia yeah. James. And, you know, um, I, that, that's what I have to say right now for her, just protect her. I will say that, you know, my immediate response in some ways is tied to another story that we're gonna touch base on uh, in a few minutes. And that has to do with, I think, 
um, the rise of Black women in positions uh, that allow them to really kind of uh, move policy and practice and how that seems to be um, perceived and received as, as a threat. I, I agree with Alvin very much that I think her being in this position and doing what she's doing, unfortunately, and she's doing her job and she's following the law, um, but it's it's seen as a threat in, in the society. Well, yeah, because she's going after these uh, people who have used their privilege and uh, their connection to solar groups to get around things because that's just the way we do it. And exactly. she's like, oh, but the law says this. Right. And I'm willing to bet that there is a great deal of how dare she, she's okay. out of place, uh, out of stepping out of her place mentality that, that puts her at risk. But obviously she's moving forward regardless. Crossing them T's, yeah. dotting them I's, stapling those papers, and filing them. <laughs> yeah. Well, now Bobby has piqued my curiosity about these strong women. Who, okay, who, who other than Letitia James <laughs> are we talking about? Because you piqued my curiosity just now. Well, I just happen to be thinking about Claudine Gay, for instance, you know, the president of Harvard, who was most recently resigned after a problematic, um, by many, congressional testimony about anti Semitism. And then, of course, mounting questions about missing citations and quotation marks in her published work um, under a great deal of pressure uh, recently resigned. And there are many people who feel that uh, that her resignation and the effort, the campaign, and we know there are people who literally taking credit for, for a campaign of ousting her mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. has a lot less to do with the testimony and the anti-Semitism as it is her being in that position of leading arguably the most highly sought after university in the world. Mm -hmm. How dare she? Yeah. A, a, a institution of great whiteness. Privilege at the highest level. Mm -hmm. Nepotism. We just gonna keep am, going on like nicking away at Harvard. <laughs> I went to Cal, I think I got a great education. So I'm gonna nick away at them, all those Ivy League schools. I'm going to, I, you know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a show where we're going to dive deeper into this. I know the story behind Claudine Gay. Thank you, Bobby, for bringing that up. But I, I, there's some things that I don't know. And I want to talk to some folks and I, we're, we're trying to get some folks on the show who have been immersed in this whole story. Yes, and, yeah. and 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 her and her future and so I, I i definitely want to do that but thank you bobby for bringing that up but you know we if you you know guys we we need to get on with some happy entertainment news right now yes, you know we we, 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 we we've we been talking about politics so if if you all are ready let, let's let's let our folks know what's happening in the, in the world of entertainment yes. in the world of entertainment okay okay mm. so take it away please go ahead okay so well, I, I mean, if you guys don't mind, I just would like to talk about the Golden Globes, and we're going to do more stuff with the Golden Globes a little bit mm -hmm. later. But mm -hmm. did you guys hear that Michael Che, uh, in a deleted tweet, basically told comedians that they should boycott hosting the award shows after Joe Coy got such backlash for his, uh, you know, hosting of the Golden Globes? I did hear that. Here's what Che said. He said, comedians should boycott hosting award shows. For one, it's very difficult to make movie stars laugh. They're way too self-conscious to have a good time. Two, they don't <laughs> even want to laugh. 
They're too uh-huh. busy thinking about their careers and their speeches and their cause. Right. They think they want to be made. You think they want to be made fun of, but actually they don't. They actually just want their trophy and a nice photo. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of true. So one of the jokes that uh, got Joe Coy into trouble was his comments about the Barbie movie. He said that Oppenheimer, which was, you know, an award-winning film, yes. was based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book. Barbie was merely about a plastic doll with big boobies. <laughs> oh! Right? Now, oh. while audiences were upset, the movie's director, Greta Gerwig, said in a statement that what he said was true. He's like, Barbie doesn't have really anything. She doesn't really have a, a full backstory. She's just this object that we got to lay a story on. So right, what he right. said was not untrue. But right. comedians have been slapped, ridiculed, criticized, et cetera, for their performances as hosts. What do you guys think? Do award ceremonies I, even need hosts? Well, I think they need hosts to keep it going. But I think that I, I agree with Michael Shea in that, you know, uh, because we're in such this cancel culture type environment right now and trying to stay woke. And so if you make a joke, everybody wants to take it out of context. And you have mm. to sense, you're a comedian, you have to censor what you say you know, just to appease somebody. So I would just say, forget it. But then they also messing with their paper. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So, but, 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 but that's up to them, you know? Right. I mean, I hear you. It's, it's like, if a comedian's going up and, and, and giving jokes, you're either going to laugh, you're not going to laugh, you're going to boo, you're going to hiss, you're going to have a response. If someone mm-hmm. is sitting mm-hmm. down and people don't just get up and, and speak jokes, they write them out, they punch them up, they say, this is our best. Go do that one. You got to go back and look at those people who are writing those those jokes because whoever's doing the punch up, et cetera, needs an adjustment. Mm. No matter what there is to say in the, on the planet, you can find a way to say something about it that's funny, even though it skirts around all the ways that people can be upset. And mm. when people say people are upset, it might just be four people on Twitter who say something that get things right. going. And now all of a sudden we're giving all the this yeah. small group of people yeah. all of this Your visibility power. and power. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not really anything. They're just trying to get you to watch their stuff about stuff that has nothing to do with anything that's really important. So well, don't pay attention. You know, you know I can challenge you, but I'm not going to do that because I'm going to stay focused. Because, you know, you know, I'm, I, you and I, we, we have some co- comedic differences about comedians and stuff. But speak of comedians while we're here, I know everybody. Yes, we're going to talk about Cat Williams, Explosive two-hour interview, ladies and gentlemen, okay, on the Shannon Sharp show that happened this week. Um, yes, I, I don't know if you all have seen it, Bobby and Vosh, but I had to see it in three days. Um, have you watched the whole thing? I've watched the whole thing now. And okay. I mean, he was dropping, uh, first of all, when he was talking about Ricky Smiley, he came out the park talking about Ricky Smiley, Cedric the Entertainer. Um, uh, what's what's the book? Kevin Hart. He, uh, I was great. Not, I'm going to say Cicely Tyson, but no, no, no. about Cicely Tyson. But the comedian, um, the the new comedian, um, who who has just been Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. He went it on everybody, and yet I listened to him carefully, and he's smart, and he, he's I believe what he was saying. Yeah, I believed every everything he said. There was nothing Shannon Sharp could have said to him that he didn't back up. And yet, it did come across like he was slicing everybody down and da 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 da. 
But he was also saying, well, look at this, you all. He was Steve Harvey, he went in on Tyler Perry. He went in on everybody. He talked about how they pick the right person. They pick a person. Yeah, you, you're the it person to be yeah. a comedian. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was a very explosive interview that I just loved. And I, I had to see it in three days, though, because he was ranting and I don't deal with rant. I, I, I kind of zone out when people rant. Yeah, but it was a good rant. But I had to come back. Yeah, it was. It is definitely worth seeing to get. Mm, I believed him. I'm, I'm looking for a quote that he said that I just thought was when people were like saying he was being mean and he said, if you, he goes, if you I wanted me it. to talk about you better then you should have treated me better. You, you do not get to dictate my reaction to the way that you've treated me. It's something. Absolutely. Exactly. It was, it was, it was one of those, um, yeah, one of those interviews that I wasn't expecting. Everybody kept saying, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And then when we started putting the show together, I was like, I got to watch it. And I, it took three days. Well, I'm I glad you watched it. I don't yeah. think I will, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it, it is very good. I only had one thing wrong with it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, I don't think that for all that, they were drinking a lot of liquor. And I have nothing against liquor. But <laughs> they were drinking a lot of liquor. And if liquor makes you tell the truth, he was spilling the tea. But um, I, I definitely think you all should look at it um, because it was pretty good. And, and you know, since, you know, there were a lot of black men that were under fire by Cat uh, uh, Williams and another gentleman who's under fire right now, who I absolutely love um, is, he's not necessarily under fire, he's been convicted. Jonathan Majors broke his silence uh, this week on ABC News about the assault conviction on Grace Jabari, the, um, the, white woman that he was dating and she accused him of, of assault. And um, I don't know if you all have seen the interview. It is six minutes, it's two, broken into two. And he is spilling how he feels and you know talking about everything. But there was something in his, in his interview that kind of set me off. They played a tape where he was telling this woman, Grace, that you need to be more like Coretta Scott King. You need to and be more like Michelle Obama. And whew, I, I had to play that like three times. And I said, wait a minute, you tell it. And he explained why he did it, why he said it. Uh -huh. And this At was during an argument. It was a recording of, she was recording him as they were arguing. So people should know arguing. that it was an actual argument he was having with her. Telling her right. she needs to step up because he's a good man. He's a good and in some way comparing himself to Martin Luther King, Coretta Scott King, and Barack Martin Luther Obama. King every single Barack Obama every single day. You know, he's. I was like, something's wrong with you in that. And all the while, uh, Megan Good, Megan Good, it's she was there. Girlfriend. Yes, she was right. there, and they put the camera on her, and I know she was saying. If I could come over there and punch you in your face, I would do it. It, it. You could not say what he said on that interview and not think you need to retract that and stop saying that. First of all, to tell a white woman that you need to act like one of the most important black women in, the, in America. 
it was you gotta see it. It's six minutes, y'all. It's six minutes. It's six minutes each of them. Please watch it. Was, it. it was interesting. It was interesting. But I believe he was hurt. When he said that he hadn't seen his daughter since all this, I was hurt. So okay, I'm 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 just gonna okay. We 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 need to celebrate some folk because I was I was trying to celebrate you, Jonathan. But well, let's let's, <laughs> let's celebrate with our our queen Angela Bassett that after forty years and two Emmy nominations, I mean Oscar nominations, she has received um, an honorary Academy Award, and she was honored this past Tuesday at the fourteenth annual Governors Awards, a gathering of the Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and they give out Oscars and they awarded uh, Queen Angela one for her portrayal of the Queen Mother in Wakanda Forever. But there's also a little bit of controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little, because when she received her award, I guess you know uh, Regina King was one of the people that was speaking on her behalf. And when she received the award, she gave Regina King a kiss and they a kiss on her lips. And right. you right. would think that they right. were tongue kissing, naked. rolling on the uh, floor. Kissing you know. the way some people have responded to these two women. Just it was just a, a sisterly love, affection, like, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. So, but so we will not let that spirit take no. away from the fact that it's no. long overdue. No. It shouldn't, in my mind, even have to be an right. honorary Oscar because she has given us some extraordinary performances. But the fact remains, now is she is an Oscar recipient. Yes. Angela Bassett. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Go Angela. Go Angela. Yeah. Yes. Well. Also monumental, yes. Lily Gladstone won a Golden Globe for lead actress in a movie for her role in Killers of the Flower Moon. She Which I'm going to see first... because it's streaming now, tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yay, cool. Well, you know, if you know me, I don't watch certain types of movies and watching one about colonialism and uh, et cetera, et cetera, is not something I really want to get all up into. I know what they did and they did worse than what that movie's gonna show. Anyway, she is the first Native American woman to win a Golden Globe. She was born in Montana, raised on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation and later wow. moved to Seattle. So we, and he said, he said, he said, send her heartfelt congratulations and well we wishes. Salute her. Yeah. And I hope that she just takes this award and the doors that it opens and does really amazing things for the native population. Amen. And Amen. you know, thank you. And the golden and the Emmys did not uh, actually did not uh, didn't do bad themselves this year because we had two other women, Kiki Palmer and Jasmine Guy, both won Emmys, first time Emmys. Uh, Kiki Palmer won uh, an Emmy as the first black woman uh, to receive an Emmy as a game show host. And Jasmine Guy won her first Emmy in, in her four decade career for Outstanding Actress in a Short Form Comedy and Drama Series. If you can find them on YouTube, please look at their acceptance speeches. They were, they were just fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, please, congratulations to both of those women and all of the winners um, people who received Oscars and, and Emmys and Golden Globes uh, this past it's week. Season. Yes, it's That's season. right. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you a taste of fashion in our series, The Pop-Up. So if you all are ready to go with us to the Golden Globes, we're going to tell you our picks for fashion yes. Yes. for the week. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So we were asked, Alvin asked us to think about who were our top fashion picks 
for this Glo Golden Globes Award ceremony. So I am up first, and I wanted to start with this dash of dramatic red, Heidi Klum. She was giving us a gown by Sophie Couture, and she is matched with uh, Louboutin, and she has on Lorraine Schwartz jewelry. I thought this was dramatic and yet um, elegant in its top, and then the dramatic bottom, and she wears it well, and she's got all those legs. So, so uh, Heidi Klum got one of my nods. The second nod went to someone who's near and dear to my heart right now, the star of American fiction, Jeffrey Wright. He is sporting a Dior tux that is fitted. That fit on him is superb. Look at that lapel, the collar, the cuffs. It is beautiful. It is classic and elegant. But we also wanted to give a nod to the young Hollywood. And that's where Tyler James Williams took my vote for wearing this wide leg pinstripe Dolce and Cabana. I love it. It's young, it's fresh, it's a little step out and it's appropriate. It is beautiful. And finally, I wanted to give a nod to our queen, Miss Cheryl Lee Ralph, who sported a fabulous, stunning, statuesque, yellow and black Sophia gown looking every right the queen that she is. She looks regal. So those Thank are my you. chip picks. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah. And you, I, sir? Yeah, yeah. So I have three picks. And you guys may need to help me out a little bit with the designers because I was just like, look, let me just see who I like. <laughs> it was somewhat tough pickings. There wasn't anybody it who was. I was like, oh, I love, I oh, love, I love. Good. I was like, yeah, you know what, that's better tough. than that one. Yeah, it was a little rough. But I don't usually like this woman and, and the way that she dresses, but she really hit it out of the park for me. Let's look at Miss Jennifer Lopez. I thought that she was stunning. I I'm love not going to argue. Yep. Really, really delicious. Really loved it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, in the pink, it was really a trending color. Next person was Jenny Mai. Uh, now I do know that she's wearing Carolina Herrera. Yeah. I just thought that this looked like a glass of champagne, kind of upside down, but it just reminded me of festiveness and I, it really popped for me. And then the last person is Carrie Mulligan. Oh I yeah. Thought, you know, in the world where all the kids are wearing like the sheer things to try to be sexy, she's like, look, I'm just going to give you a bedazzled boob and we're just going to keep it moving. And I just thought that that was smart. It was sexy. It was unexpected. And I always love a little sparkle. Carrie Mulligan. Excellent choices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I had to dig deep because you had a couple of you had a couple of my favorites on there, but I had to dig a little deeper. So my first pick is Kate uh, Beckinsale in Atelier Zahuru. And she was one of the people who was wearing chiffon like it was supposed to be worn. And mm -hmm. it moved with you and stopped with you when you when it was supposed to. My second person was Alja Day um, in Lebanese designer Georges Shakara. Um, I just love her fashion style, period. She could have had on a, a, a gift box and I would have been fine. <laughs> Natalie Portman never disappoints in Dior. This gown is exquisite. I mean, the beating on this gown was just incredible. And my last pick was, he can wear anything, Lenny Kravitz and Alexander McQueen. And believe me, this is not my favorite of Lenny Kravitz, but he's a risk taker. And if I was a size 30, I would, I would pull something like this off. So that, those are my four, my four picks of, from, from the Golden Globes fashion of this week. Um, but like Vaz said, there wasn't really any like major hits to me, like major, 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 but 
they did what they did and they succeeded. So I did that. Well, we are at the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. And thank music. you, Voss and Bobby. Huh? We are almost here. Say what? Huh? I said music. We're new. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're at the end of our show. Next Friday, uh, January the 19th, we have Charles Reese with us, ladies and gentlemen, of the Charles Reese Experience. And he, he will be celebrating James Baldwin at 100. You yeah. all have to be here for that because this show is really, really going to turn you out. And for our words of the week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do something for the first time that we've never done because we received something this week. And I want to make sure that I give this Chicago-born brother his kudos. <laughs> Wayne Pureheart uh, of Chicago, Illinois. He, he not only sent us a picture with this, he said, he said, he said, cup. But, I mean, he gave us the whole shebang. And I'm going to read his letter to you all for our words of the week. Alvin, I love watching your show every Friday evening with your awesome co-host, Bosch and Bobby. You guys flow so well together, make us laugh, and present information we need to hear. Thank you for the he said, he said, he said coffee mug and pens, the excitement when I received them. So I speak blessings, new opportunities, favor, longevity, and funding to support all of you guys' endeavors. Amen. Love you to life. Sincerely, Dwayne Pureheart Taylor. Dwayne, I want to tell you thank you so much. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you so for much. That. For, for that. We love you and we love all of our viewers. Um, but there are some viewers that just go the extra mile to let us know that they appreciate what we bring every week. Thanks and that means, that means a lot to us. So Absolutely. And thank you all for the birthday wishes. Thank you. Appreciate those. Yes, you all. Y'all need to celebrate him. You can send a birthday wishes to he said, he said, he said live uh, <laughs> and, and put subject Happy birthday, Bobby. We will get them and make sure he gets them, okay? But uh, but thank you all. Thank you all for watching. And we look forward to seeing you next week on a new episode of He Said. He Said. He Said. Good night, everybody. Have a safe yeah, weekend. Okay, weekend.